Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Today, we're going to be talking about managers. If you are a manager who's listening, if you're an employee who aspires to be a manager who is listening today, or if you're a business owner who wants to know how to better develop managers or select managers, this is a show for you. Did you know that out of every 100 employees, that only six or seven are ever going to be promoted into a manager? position. And it gets even worse after that because uh, of those six or seven managers, that's probably going to be their last promotion. They're probably only going to have one of those six or seven that go on to become a senior level manager. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Our guest today, David Long, has written a book called Built to Lead, Seven Management Reward Principles for Becoming a Top 10% Manager. And in that book, and we're going to talk about that today, he takes readers through a set of principles that are designed to help people have a successful management career. He's also the founder and CEO of My Employees, which is a firm that specializes in helping managers build stronger relationships with their teams. And he also helps managers develop rewards programs that link back to company goals and that are effective because of that. So welcome to the show today, David. Thank you, Kelly. I'm happy to be here with you. Yes, absolutely. A very important topic here. Let's we're going to talk extensively about the book. Before we do that, tell us about your company and what it does. I gave a very high-level overview, but if you could take a little bit deeper dive into what your company does. I mean, you work with really big names around the country, and uh, you you have winning ways. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. We are, uh, as you said, my employees or myemployees.com, if you prefer that. Uh, we actually uh, deal with approximately 12,000 active clients. What we specialize in doing is help helping them, as you said, build strong relations between the management and the employees. But we also, uh, we, we help them learn things that help them be more successful. It's not just the relationship between the manager and the employees, but we want to make everyone better mm-hmm. at their jobs, for sure. And, and to help them build a relationship where they all are on the same page. That's right. What we try to do. Okay. I, I started the company 26 years ago in my parents' garage, and uh, great day. Uh, you know, now we should do 11 and a half to 12 million this year, so we're doing pretty good. That's one percent, by the way. Yeah, that's wonderful. Tell us about you. You, I mentioned you have some big name clients. Can you name mm-hmm. a few of those? Oh, absolutely. Uh, FedEx, uh, Walmart. Roughly 2,000 of the Walmart stores are clients of ours. Uh, Lowe's Home Improvement is mm-hmm. another big one. Tons of hotels, restaurants like Outback, uh, Chili's. Uh, good gracious, bonefish, yeah, arabas, lot, lot of them, a lot of so a lot of retail and restaurants in particular, uh, where where boy managers really are. Uh, they're you know managers are always very critical, but in those kinds of situations, they yeah. certainly are. You mentioned that you started in your parents' garage uh, twenty six years ago. Now, there's a bit of a backstory to that. Uh, so, why did you start the company? Well, I lost my job. I actually. Um, was, was chosen one of seven people out of 1,200 managers on the East Coast to go for the district manager interviews. And when I was there, uh, I should say when they came to my, my store, if you will, 
Uh, they asked me questions they never asked me before. I had been audited because I was doing so well. They audited me a couple of times, which was fine. Mm-hmm. But this time they came in, that they, they were about to put me over 40 stores approximately. And uh, so they asked me questions they never asked before. And one of them was, are there any policies you disagree with? And I said, uh, mm, yeah. And they, <laughs> I remember the guy was like, what? Nobody's ever said that before. I'm going like, well, you asked my opinion. I'm going to tell you. Right. So I said, yeah, I disagree with that one. He said, well, have you ever broken it? And I was like, I had that moment, Kelly, like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. said, yeah, I kind of have. He goes, oh, David, he says, this is the hardest phone call. I've had to make in 22 years after I explained it to him. And I said, really? And he said, yes, big deal. I'm going like, but it's a dumb rule. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, basically I'm unemployable. <laughs> as, as, as <laughs> I need to do my own thing. You know, I'm a bit of a maverick. And I think most entrepreneurs are as far as I go. So I, that's understandable. But uh, yeah, that's, uh, they made an example out of me. They, uh, oh, they gosh. So yeah, it was, but it was, you know, divine providence, fate, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was the best thing that ever happened to me in my life. So I'm very happy that they fired me. Yeah, sometimes that seat, that kick in the rear uh, t- propels you into something you should have been doing anyway. I found that over and over and over again to well hold said. true. Yeah, so, all right. Your book, as I said, Built to Lead, and you in that you discuss seven management principles for becoming a top 10% manager. It's received a lot of accolades. It's it's now a, a best-selling book and it's received Wall some Street awards. Yep. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, we, we got it in February. We reached the Wall Street Journal bestseller list, uh, which was pretty cool. And I just got back literally uh, three days ago from Vegas where my book, I, I was honored with the Reader's Legacy uh, Choice Award Authors uh, Convention. And uh, they gave me a platinum uh, plated <laughs> heavy trophy. It's very similar to the, uh, the Oscars, which is what they were going for. But it's really, really pretty cool. It's Hermes, the Greek god of literature, holding a like three books on its shoulder, on, mm. on its shoulder, mm-hmm. which got a cool looking. Sounds but impressive. That, that, it is. It is. It's a beast. It's a thousand dollars each to make them. Wow. Very special. Well, congratulations for all that. And it also just points out that this is a topic that is of uh, great importance to employers and to, you know, employees who are trying to climb the ladder. Let's talk about for a minute, before we go into the seven principles, let's talk for a minute about rewards programs. They, you know, sometimes it's just the flavor of the day when it comes to reward programs and companies do what I sometimes wonder why companies even bother with them still. What's your thoughts on that? Well, you know, what they say is if you want to see something repeated, you must recognize the behavior and, uh, you know, what gets, as they say, what gets measured gets improved. And when you measure it and you recognize those people for their contribution, uh, man, that, that really propels them to do more of it. You know, I, I know that uh, George Mason University years ago, this is probably a great day, 10, 15 years ago, they had a, 1,800 employees and 1,800 managers, and they, they said, rank these 10 criteria employees about what matters to you most. And they said, managers, rank these 10 criteria what you think employees what matters to employees. So they did that. And what happened is the managers had number one being money. Well, employees had it at number five that motivated them. And what employees had as number one, which was kind of a bit of a shock, was we want to feel like we're making a contribution to the success of the company. And Kelly, right behind it, mm-hmm. was I want to be recognized for my contribution to the success of the company. And, and so, I, I would add to that, it's pub- probably publicly recognized as well, not absolutely. just a pat on the back as the uh, owner's walking around. Absolutely. 
So the employees, once again, had recognition at number two, and managers had it at number eight out of ten. Way so off. obviously there's a huge disconnect mm-hmm. there. Absolutely. So, go back, so but going back to the question, obviously it's something that employees value, but how can a company implement some sort of a rewards and recognition program that sticks, that again, okay, well, we started this at the beginning of the month, and everybody's all excited about it when it's first introduced. I mean, I, I've, I know know of a bank that started one of these recognition programs and uh, the employee of the month was going to win a little gift certificate to a restaurant or something. And within about the fourth or fifth month, the HR director was actually having to seed that so that at the meeting each month, they could actually give one of these out. I mean, so why are there, what do you do to make them stick and why are there such failures when it comes to this? Well, first of all, they have to be effective. They have to be fair, and that's why when I when you mentioned this earlier in the inter- introduction is talking about we tied the employee recognition program to the success of the company. It's yes, you know you hear some people. I want to make my I want my employees to know I appreciate them. That's great, but that's not going to be something that sustains on a monthly basis for years. So when you tie the success of the company, in other words, through metrics, in mm-hmm. other words, you have employees and they are in essence ranked against each other. Uh, and you, for example, we have recognition consultants in our company. We have 56 employees, and approximately 16 of those are recognition consultants. Once they people become clients of ours, they're turned over to the recognition consultants to work with and find out what your hot buttons are, Kelly, to make sure you're successful. And you have to figure out what it is that you want to improve in the company, and then you tie the employee recognition program to making sure that happens. Yes, it makes them feel good, but if you make the mistake, by the way, the number one detriment uh, to employee recognition program success is allowing it, Kelly, to become a popularity contest. Right. That's a disaster. So you have to you have to have metrics. In other words, I can show that you, Kelly, were number one in this category, number two in this category, number one in this category, you know, all the way down. We rank like ten different things with for our RCs and other you know, employees as well. So when they stand up, when we have our meeting downstairs in our company's foyer once a month, all the employees there, not one person is allowed not to be there. And then you, the different managers of the departments talk about the winners and talk about their ranking and then they call their name. So they come up and everybody claps and then the five managers flank the person who wins for the department. Now, then we take a picture, mm-hmm. and then we do that, the same thing. Now, as of this year, we are, are doing two people from each department, and we're up 38% this year, so I think that's pretty good considering we finished last year at 10, though we've averaged over 20% a year you know, for over 15 years, so we've been growing so yeah, phenomenal. You know, rapidly. Yeah, it is. In this day and age, especially. So 38% up this year since we've doubled recognizing two people instead of one in each department. It's very inexpensive. The thing is, most people, are there, they figure, well, I've got to do this, that, and the other. It's really not the case. You know, we give uh, employee recognition plaques, but immediately after that, I told you, we take pictures with them mm-hmm. winning their plaque. We give them that picture, by the way, when we get back from lunch. I take all the winners and my management team. There's about 16 of us that went out a few days ago, two days ago, actually. And I take them to one of the nicest restaurants in town, and I wine them and dine them, in essence, and uh, they get some Dave time is what they say because, you know, my <laughs> wife and I, the success of our company, this is the most I've ever taken off this year 
we take off, we're taking off 25 weeks this year. In oh vacation. my gosh. So that's pretty good. <laughs> I want to hear more about this formula. Well, you know, and yeah. that's what I talk about in my book, you know, Built to Lead, is yes. I, I show them what I've done. And the good thing about my book is, in my background, I've actually become a top, not 10%, as the book talks about, is top 1% in three separate unrelated industries. And I know what the heck I'm talking about. That's why I wrote the book, and, you know, I, I want people to benefit from it. I can play for you some comments and show you some emails from our clients that uh, are implementing the things in the book and how much success they are having from it. So that's what I'm talking about. You have to, the employee recognition program to be effective has to be tied to the metrics. It, otherwise, it becomes a, you know, you could be the type of person, Kelly, who is a phenomenal employee, but maybe you're not, but maybe you're an introverted person who right. really doesn't sell that much at work. But then there's, there's, there's Bob who comes in and always tells great jokes. Mm-hmm. But the slacker comes in 15, 20 minutes late every day. At least 15, 20 minutes early. So because everybody likes Bob, we bring up Bob and we recognize him and everybody's like, what the heck? That loser comes in late and leaves early. <laughs> you know, I mean, then it's like, oh, instead of it becoming an asset, it's a detriment to the right. success. Right. Well, it also becomes a detriment because the people who are high performing see that that kind of behavior gets rewarded. And there, instead of increasing productivity, it has the opposite effect, as you said, and, and productivity falls down because, no, you know, people are just not going to put out if, uh, if people like that are going to be recognized. On that note, we are going to take a break when we we get back, we're going to be talking about some of the principles in your book, Built to Lead. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Interested in growing your business? Thinking Bigger Business Media has the resources you need to grow your company to the next level, whether it's an aspiring business, a startup, established, or mature. Thinking Bigger provides the how-to strategies, critical connections, and key information to make your business more productive and more profitable. Check them out at IThinkBigger.com and find out what successful Kansas City business owners already know. Thinking Bigger Business Media is the resource for growing businesses. Visit them today at IThinkBigger.com. Okay, Sarah, I'm dropping you at Emily's, and Josh, you're going to soccer, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, and by the way, when I pick you up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep, me and my short shorts doing my daddy dance. Your friends will love it? No! Well, I might change my mind if you buckle your seatbelts. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, I'll buckled. Whatever it takes, keep them safe. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn earrings today. Buckle up, Sarah. Michaela's got, like, the best earrings. Sarah, buckle up. I wish my name was Michaela. We're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah, seatbelt. I wonder if there's pizza at school today. It can be tough getting through to kids, but it's your job to make sure they're wearing your seatbelts. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. I'm more resourceful than I thought. My suit can still make an impression. My video games are still game changers. And my lamp can bring others a bright future. Because when I donate my stuff to Goodwill, it helps fund job placement and training for people right in my community. Now my stuff gets a second chance. And will give someone in my community a second chance too. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. That's Goodwill.org. This message brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. 
Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. We've been visiting here this morning with David Long. He is the CEO, founder and CEO of MyEmployees.com, and he's also the author of a fairly new book that's now hit the bestseller list called Built to Lead, Seven Management Rewards Principles for Becoming a Top 10% Manager. In the first half, we were talking about effective rewards and recognition programs. And now, Dave, I'd like to turn the discussion to your book. Uh, I know we cannot get through all seven of these principles today, but if we could get through a couple of them and then, you know, they're just going to have to go buy your book, right? That's right. Okay, so so you have seven principles. Uh, it, you've got an acronym for those seven, right? Yes, it is. Rewards is the word. It is mm-hmm. an acronym. Mm-hmm. And the first one really is uh, recon, which is what they call in, in the military the word reconnaissance. And what that is, and you heard Jim Collins, uh, Jim Collins' book, Good to Great. Oh yes, definitely. Excellent. And he talks about having the right people on your bus, and it's so critical because you know I, I liken it to a rocket ship. Uh, which is taking off from the platform. And if you have the wrong people on your team, Kelly, you'll take off, but then someone's going to show their true colors and you go back down to the platform. And you take off again and someone else does shows their true colors again, you know, and you go back down. So you're constantly going up and down and never really launching into the stratosphere. So that's what happens. And another good analogy really is think about a car. You've got four tires. Imagine each of those hires is a member of your management team. So if you've got a poor manager, think about that as a flat tire. What happens? (laughs) I love that analogy. You have to pull over and fix the sucker. Mm -hmm. All three other managers are sitting there while you wait. Well, that's what happens in the real world when you have the wrong people on your team. So it's critical, especially when your management team, that you have all hands on deck, all hands wanting to be the best they can possibly be. And our company and my employees we talked about is that I have, uh, I've had to replace managers rarely, thank the good Lord on that one, because, you know, they tend to, uh, they tend to come in with the same attitude we all have about getting better tomorrow than we were today in all aspects. So I push that and I expect the same from my people. And if one of my management team does not have that mindset, Kelly, they stick out like a sore thumb, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's easy to see them. So, I mean, that's, it's critical. We read a book. I'll say, guys, read this book. You know, give me, your, give me your chapter summaries. Send me an email with your chapter summaries of what you got out of the book. And that person will send me like a minuscule little bit of information. Like they opened it, turned a chapter, read a few things and typed it. I mean, it's so obvious. <laughs> so, you know, I, and I tell them, hey, you got to get on the ball. You know, we can't have that. You're holding us back. So let's do it. So, you know, once in a great, great while, I have to let somebody go for that. So that's how critical it is. So make sure. And by the way, once you get done with the management team and make sure you got all winners, you sit down with each of them and say, all right, what about Tom in your department? Mm-hmm. What about Jane? And you, you just go through each person and say, you know what, uh, Bill, he's kind of a bit of a problem. What can we do to get Bill on board? Now, let's get him fixed or get him fired. Right. Period. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's how critical it is because you are not, you know, I know this sounds terrible, but you're never going to turn a turd into a brownie. <laughs> right? So, you know, my, my, you know, not my wildest dreams. <laughs> that's right. You know, and people always laugh at that, but it's true. I don't care what you do to it. It's never going to be a brownie. So you, you just have some people are just negative. You know, they don't fit the company culture. And I tell people, Kelly, if you were to come 
work for my company as a salesperson. And of course, salespeople are like the highest paid people in any industry. Yes. But if they come in, if you were to come in, I tell you with this, like in the first week of being there, Kelly, I don't care how much money you make the company and we expect you to be successful. But if my other people in the company tell me you're a pain in the butt to work with, you're gone. I'm not going to sacrifice the culture to keep you. So that's the way it is. So that's, that's, you know, that's the first part, which is recon, you know, reconnaissance. Find out who's on your team. The second principle mm-hmm. in, in the rewards That would be acronym the E. Is education. Yes. Now, education is twofold. It's not where, okay, you, your company tells you to go to school and that. That's fine. And I, we do that too. But the thing about it is, is there's two aspects of it. Of course, you've got the Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, the mastermind concept. Yes. You know, I'm a member of about five different mastermind groups. Why don't you so, take a minute and explain that for anybody listening sure. who isn't familiar with that concept? A mastermind group is finding like-minded individuals that you get together once a month is ideal, where you get together in, in my particular group. I have six CEOs in the area here in Wilmington, North Carolina. They pay me $1,000 a month to be the member of my mastermind. And they every month have to come in. We meet typically, you know, about the middle of the month. And they come in. We spend about three and a half hours together. And then I take all of them to lunch. But when they come in there, they have to come in with one of two things. They have to come in with opportunity to think of pursuing Kelly. Or they have to come in with a problem, a challenge, if you will, that they face. Maybe it's an employee. You know, maybe it's something, you know, you know, God forbid they're getting audited or something. What do we do now? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So we talk about their particular situation for about a half hour, and uh, we just focus on them. And then once a month, I meet with them, or one of my team meets with that individual in, in our mastermind group, and then says, okay, let's work specifically on what it is you need to do. We discovered that in our group. Now let's figure out how to fix this problem. You know, if we can't handle it, if it's a simple one, we take care of it within everybody's together. Because you have to be open and, you know, forthright with everything you say. Because, and, of course, you keep it confidential, whatever it says, you know, between us. But of that's course. what it is. I'm a member, like I said, of, of several mastermind groups. I've been as mastermind groups where you had to pay 25000 a year to be in it. Yeah, some of those can be pricey. But, oh, the, yeah. but the value that you can get out of them, it pays for that in yes. spades. So, yeah. Exactly. High-level minds, you you know, they've got things to do, Kelly, you know. So that's the first part. The second part is what's made me millions. And I, I don't, you know, we, our company should do probably $11.5 million to $12 million this year. And uh, I tie it back to this. This is how important this is. In my book, I talk about the book club concept that I came up with about a decade ago. Now, this isn't your reading group that you had in second and third grade. <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. What I did was, in essence, I bought... I buy copies of books. I pass them around to our 56 now employees, and they're required to read a chapter a week. Boy, that sounds terrible, you know, doesn't it? But uh, I pay them to come in uh, and spend half the companies on Wednesday morning at 10, and the other half of the employees comes in Thursday morning at 10, and we all read the same chapter. And we don't just do books, by the way. Presently, we're doing Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. Ah, okay. This is the second time we've done it. Now, is this company-wide? Is this, excuse me, is this company-wide? Is it all employees or just the managers? Mandatory every company. Okay, everybody. Okay. Yes, and I pay them to be in there. And Initially, when I started it, I just bought lunch, 
gave everybody a book and said, all right, come in here. We're going to talk about chapter one or whatever. I'm going to buy pizza. So we did that. But the company grew to the point where, you know, that we just couldn't do that and everybody could talk at the same time, you mm-hmm. know, within that hour. Mm-hmm. So that didn't work out very well. It worked out great in the beginning when we were a small company, 11 or 12 employees, which is fine. It's a great way to start. But once it gets to a certain level, you don't want the group to be more than roughly 20 low 20s people because then everybody doesn't have time to talk in that hour okay so it's critical let me give you a prime example how successful when i say it's maybe millions i'm not exaggerating one iota we recently i say i recently we we read it about a year year and a half ago dave dale carnegie's book how to win friends and influence people and we had 30 some employees like i said we've added 20 employees since in the last year but um when we read that book i had four of our then 30 some employees come to me and tell me or send me an email or a message and said, Dave, that book really has impacted my marriage. And I had one young lady tell me, Dave, that book showed me that I was a schmuck and that I've been treating my husband wrong. I mean, that's awesome. But understand this, Kelly, book club is not about making you a better salesperson. It is not about making you a better customer service rep. It is about improving your life with your family, friends, coworkers. That's fine. But it is all about improving your life and making you more successful. Because if I have more successful employees, I'll have more successful results. Right. My clients will be happier and they will be ecstatic, which they are. And we want to keep it that way. But that's how powerful Book Club is. It is an investment in my people. And you know what Ben Franklin said is, you know, the best investment you can make is in yourself. Yes. So I invest in my people. And man, a lot. I'm not kidding you. Pays oh, dividends. Billions. Absolutely. Okay, those are the first two principles. If somebody wants to find out the other five, how do they get a copy of your book? Well, you can go to Amazon and buy the – matter of fact, if you buy the hardback copy of my book on Amazon, David Long, Built to Lead uh, on Amazon, and send me an email at davidlong at top10manager.com. And 10 is one zero, not T-E-N. David Long at top10manager.com. You send me an email and say, uh, please send Kindle version. Put that in the subject line and put your Amazon receipt number in there. Uh, I will send you the Kindle version of my book for free, which sells for 10 bucks, by the way. And I'll even do one better. I will also send you the workbook that helps you greatly enhance your retention and knowledge that you get from the book. I'll send you that. That sells for 8 bucks on my book's website because I want you to read the book. I want you to have it in hardback. I want you to have it on your Kindle. I want you to have it on your phone, whatever. I want you to be able to have it and read it and study it because what you learn in that book uh, radically will change your I don't care if you're manager or employee. The principles are the same. And if you want to get into management, you better doggone make sure you get in there and do it right the first time because there's a massive failure rate, as you said in the introduction. Oh, there's a huge failure rate. And I I could go on and on talking with you about, you know, some of the worst advice you think managers receive. And and you have an extensive set of resources on your website, but we're just, we're literally out of time here. So for people who want to go investigate not only your book, but the resources you have on your website, uh, where should they go to do that? Well, the company's website is myemployees, with an S on the end of it, Mm -hmm. .com. And they can go there. There are quite a bit of resources there. There's one thing, for example, which is pretty awesome, is the employee recognition tracking chart. And that helps keep you accountable that I don't forget you, Kelly, to remind to recognize you over the last three or four months. Because the average employee, by the way, 65% of employees last year said that they had received no recognition from their manager in the last year. Wow. Which is pathetic. Yeah. So we help make sure that doesn't happen, which is going to keep your people 
loyal to you because you show them that you are loyal to them. Okay, so myemployees.com, go check it out. David, it's been wonderful having you on the show today, and thanks for sharing all of your information with us. Thank you, Kelly. I've enjoyed it. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Twitter at ithinkbigger or on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.